Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. Welcome to my Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I help you tap into your feminine energy and shift your vibe so you'll naturally create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm talking with Adrian Everhart, my good friend and fellow coach. Welcome, Adrian. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Helena. I'm so happy to be back on your podcast and be with all your fans. It's always an honor to uh, do a podcast with you. So I'm happy to be here. We always have so much fun. For those of you who aren't familiar with Adrienne, she's a feminine energy dating and relationship coach for women. She has an amazing channel on YouTube and she also has a new podcast for women. Is there anything you want to say about that before we get started, Adrienne? Yes, I'm so excited to share my podcast with everyone It's called This Podcast is for Women, and I really cover feminine energy topics for love, dating, relationship, and also lifestyle. So please do tune in when you have a chance. I've been loving your podcast episodes. I've definitely been tuning in myself, so I highly recommend everyone go check that out. It's called This Podcast is for Women, and today we're going to be talking about some differences between masculine and feminine energy instincts and behavior to help people better understand each other. Now, my audience here on my podcast is mostly women, so hopefully this will help you understand your partner or all men in general a little better rather than taking their behavior personally. And of course, for the men listening, this will hopefully help you understand the women in your life a little better as well. Right, Adrian? Absolutely. I mean, we don't really want to put one role on one specific gender and generalize, you know, this is how it is with all men. And this is how it is with all women. But this is a little bit of a a lighter look um, on issues that we always face in a relationship with a masculine energy partner, being a feminine energy being, we face these sort of day-to-day things and they can really leave us feeling a little confused or uncertain about our relationship when they happen. So again, we're not here to put any particular characteristics with any specific gender, but these are things that everyone has in some way one of these is going to hit home for you and it's going to help you re-examine your relationship from a new perspective. And it's also lighthearted. I think that's so important. I know we have five main differences that we want to go over today. Before we do that, would it be helpful to briefly go over the difference between masculine and feminine energies just for people who are new to those terms? Absolutely. So feminine energy, we often think of a woman's soft body being feminine, a place of nurturing, a place of helping someone. And that's not really in alignment with what I follow with feminine energy. For me, feminine energy is about receiving. Our bodies do receive. We can nurture in that we can grow a baby and women are very inclined to want to care for something smaller like a pet or a child, something that doesn't have a voice. But sometimes these qualities 
of nurturing and, and creation and managing things and caring for things overlaps into our relationship with our husbands and the men in our life. And you actually end up getting into your masculine energy, which is about being in charge of things, managing things, taking action. It's a different outlook for a man with life, energy, love, and relationships than it is for women. So when a woman gets in her masculine energy, it's overlapping. And this can really push a man away because a man will not compete with another man. If they do, it's it's going to be some sort of fight or argument. And you might be experiencing that in your relationship. And if you are, worry not. I'm going to fine tune your feminine energy to get your relationship back on track. I'm so glad you started with that. I hear from so many people who think that nurturing and mothering and giving are feminine energy qualities. But just like you said, you can actually be stepping into your masculine energy because it involves taking action and doing things and caring for someone else, right? So feminine energy is more about receiving, being in the moment, being in touch with how you're feeling and expressing yourself from that place, intuiting what's going on around you. It's being in the moment rather than trying to make something happen, right? Absolutely. And it's so nuanced. There are so many different topics that we can speak about with feminine energy. But the thing I love the most is that when you're in alignment with your feminine energy in your relationship, now what you do at work might be something different, but when you're in alignment in your relationship, things will go so much more smoothly with a man. You'll see a man who is in his feminine energy get activated and really take more charge because so often women feel like they're doing it all. They're having to reach out to the guy. They're having to solve all the problems. So this podcast episode is going to really give you a different look at the differences between these energies. So great. I know personally, your feminine energy is really the most powerful place you can come from, especially in relationships as a woman. So it's not about being a doormat or a damsel in distress, right? So I'm really looking forward to diving in. What's that first difference that you wanted to share here? Yeah, so I've got a total of five to share with you. And then I have a bonus six that I'm hoping you can give me a little feedback on. And I'm going to share a little story of mine as well. So I'm going to start with number one. And this is my favorite of all because I've actually seen it parodied in television shows. Um, It was on an episode of Bless This Mess. And I've heard about it in, you know, a few other television shows I've watched where the woman is home alone and someone rings the doorbell very late at night. I really want women to ask themselves, if someone knocks on your door or rings your doorbell at 3 a.m., do you want to answer it? Or do you want to call 911? (laughs) But But a man, on the other hand, he will get up, he will be in his underwear, and he'll go answer the door. And This is how men do this. They'll think about answering that door with not too much thought, like they're a man, whatever it is, they can handle it. I've also known a lot of guys who keep a baseball bat by the door, like they're prepared with a weapon right by their door. And I think it might be a good idea if some women want to do that, but I just want you to look at how, you know, this relationship between this masculine and feminine energy This relationship is built on love and trust. And I really love how a masculine man will work to protect a woman and the home 
and they will answer that door. No problem. They will see what that sound is outside. They will turn on the lights. My husband will get up and go walk around the perimeter of the house with a flashlight to check for things in the middle of the night. Wow. And I, <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to do that. So that's the great thing about masculine energy men. They'll do things like this. They'll risk life and limb to go see what's happening and to protect you. It's so true. The other night, my husband went to answer the door and it wasn't too late at night, but really anytime the doorbell rings, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like the doorbell ringing even in the middle of the day. And he always just goes for it. It's that instinct to see what's going on and protect. And some women out there might have that instinct, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. We all have both masculine and feminine energy inside of us. But personally, I'm with you. I'm not the one that's going to go answer the door late at night. So that's a great example of that protective instinct that the masculine energy partner can have for the feminine energy partner. I think that's great. You want to move on to number two? Yeah. Number two, I, I like this one because this really gets you to look at the double standard that exists between men and women. And again, not everyone may experience this, but if a woman has had a bad day or she's lost her job or she finds out her house is going into foreclosure, her car breaks down, a girlfriend, for example, might offer to take her out to dinner. And that night she can meet a man who will want to help her in some way or start a relationship with her and her whole world will begin to turn around for the better. Hmm. There's been a few times in my life that I have been at my lowest, but I would meet a new guy and it's like, oh my God, my world is just on, you know, I'm on top of my world again. But on the flip side, if a woman goes out and meets a man whose car just broke down or his house is about to face foreclosure or he just lost his job, it's kind of a turnoff for us. We really want a masculine energy man who can be a provider. We are not interested in starting a relationship with a man who just lost his job or doesn't have a working vehicle. So I think this one is important to understand and accept that there is a double standard where men are seen as more attractive and valuable if they're employed, they're stable. But a woman, on the other hand, she can be loved just for being a woman. It's as simple as that. That's so interesting. I've actually never thought about it in that way before, because in that example, it's not that the woman's going out to try to meet a man to fix her life or anything like that, right? As feminine energy women, we can certainly take care of ourselves. But the point I think is that she's not seen as less attractive or less valuable just because she's going through something. I know I've had a lot of clients that end up meeting great guys when they're actually really depressed or where they're going through some kind of transition in their life, a move or a job loss or the loss of their home or something like that, they can actually tend to be more vulnerable and open in those moments. And just like you said, if a man was going through something where he lost his job or is in transition in terms of his living situation, he might be perceived as less attractive, at least right off the bat by someone who doesn't know him. So that's really interesting, that double standard. Is there anything else you want to say there? Or should we move on to the third one? Well, Helena, you've heard my story before about how a guy and I had gotten into an argument and I was really teary eyed and I just decided, you know, I'm just going to go to my favorite restaurant, sit at the bar and have a glass of wine. And then this song comes on and I just start getting emotional and I had never received so much male attention in my life. 
It's like one guy after another guy. I was just like a magnet. So seriously, I'm not suggesting people go to the bar and like start crying a little bit. But if you do, if you show emotion like that, a man will absolutely reach out to help you very, very quickly. It's amazing how that works. It's so true. It's not that we can't do things for ourselves or help ourselves, but we're not seen as less attractive in those vulnerable moments by a man. Actually, that could draw the right man towards you and actually inspire him to want to be there for you and help you if he's the right man for you. Okay, Adrian. So what is the third difference between the masculine and feminine energy partners in a relationship or potential relationship? Okay. So again, I'm speaking for myself and I'm speaking for all the women that I've coached and known throughout my life. But when a woman is really emotional, she can cry. Um, She can have an emotional response to what she's feeling. And women will have a good cry because it feels good. You know, you'll, you'll come home from a hard day of work or you'll stub your toe or you'll you know, something will happen that, and you're just like, I need to just break down and have a good cry here. And you'll feel so much better. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I had a good cry. And another thing I've done is I've cried at work. Um, There was a job one time I was under so much pressure and my dog was sick and at the vet. And it was just, I had one of those moments where I just broke down and cried. But if a man were to cry at work, It's what I call career suicide. So men would rather get angry and take action to solve whatever's going on. So I want women to understand or your listeners to understand that there's a difference in which men process and show emotions. And there's also a difference in how society responds to emotion. A man being kind of angry or miffed in public is is acceptable. But there's a very nasty name for women who can behave the same way, you see, but yet women can cry. And so there are these differences that we have in society, and I can't really label them as good or bad or right or wrong, but they exist. And I think when you embrace them and when you realize that, you know, this is real, I can cry at work and kind of get away with it. But if my husband did it, he would, he would potentially, you know, who knows how other men might treat him in the work environment. So I just want you to kind of you know, step back a little bit and see if you can't see your man in this different light of being brought up in a world and society where he can't cry in public and he wouldn't cry in public, you know, and just think about that. It gives you just a different perspective on masculine energy. That's so true. I know so many men have been conditioned to not feel what they're feeling. They've never had any right to their emotions. And then I hear from a lot of women who complain that their men don't show emotions or they don't know how to handle emotions properly. And so if you can be that one person in a man's life where you're that safe space where he can open up and be vulnerable, he'll just see you as irreplaceable. He'll never want to let you go because men don't often do that in their friendships. They certainly don't do that at work, like you said, but they don't have a lot of people typically where they can open up and be vulnerable. Don't you think? Helena, that is such a good point to bring up because you do want to become that woman to him, that safe harbor, that in the privacy of your home, in the privacy of your relationship, when he can break down with you, you can be that person who really, really gets him unlike any other woman in his life. His mom might not even get him like this, but you know, you're going to be his beautiful, hot, sexy, beautiful, gorgeous wife 
who's also getting his vulnerable side. Now, on the flip side of this, I've also gone out with a couple of guys in my life who were crybabies. And so often that's a man who's really stuck in his uh, feminine energy. This is the wonderful thing about being able to choose your partners and the characteristics you want in a partner. That's so interesting. I know we might hear from women after this podcast episode airs who say that their man doesn't have that protective instinct or he doesn't want to help her out and be there for her or it's all about him and what he's feeling. So you might have a man who's more in his feminine energy and you have to decide what kind of partner you want to choose to have in your life because you can't have it both ways, right? You can't be in your masculine energy all the time and have a feminine energy partner and then expect them to cherish their feelings and want to take care of you. So this is really important to understand these differences. I think this is great. What's the fourth difference you wanted to share? For sure. So this next one is about how a woman reacts when she needs support and understanding is very different than how a man responds when he needs support and understanding. So a woman will, for example, if her relationship's in trouble, a woman will call her girlfriend, she'll call her mom, and she'll have some trouble figuring out if she should leave a relationship or take a new job. She'll talk it out for possibly hours, days, weeks, and examine it from every psychological angle. And Mm -hmm. that's what women do. We will talk about something to make sure we're making the right decision. A man, on the other hand, he will wake up one day, he will feel unhappy, and he'll look at his wife and say, you know what? I don't want to be married anymore. I'm leaving. That's how they can process emotion so differently than us. He might call a friend or two to clear his thoughts, but when a man doesn't feel good, he reacts. He responds. So even in the example of a new job, a man might have a few concerns about taking a new job but he doesn't need to labor over them. He trusts that he's going to be able to work it out. He's going to be able to solve it as a man. And you might not even ever hear about his job problems. He might not ever even speak about them because as a man, he's working them out in the privacy of his own cave, we call it, when the man goes to the cave to be alone and process his thoughts. Now, a man will also just walk right in and quit his job get fed up. I'm done with this. And he'll just figure it out later. So you can see how different women from and men can be. I'm not saying you can't walk in and, and quit your job as a woman. If you've had it, you had enough. But you'll find in those moments, you were very much in your masculine energy. You were unhappy. The end, I'm exiting. It's that simple. And with women, so often we have to process all of these feelings. So this is just another way in which men and women are so different in how we handle things emotionally versus taking action. A woman definitely has the right to change her mind. But when it comes to emotional issues, women like to talk it out and men will take action. I'm so glad you're bringing this one up. I know that men follow their instincts. They don't tend to analyze things the way we tend to do, or we can call up a girlfriend or go on a walk and just talk about things endlessly with someone where men just follow their instincts. It's so interesting. Or the masculine energy partner will tend to do that. I know I hear from a lot of women who say that their man just up and left one day. They just broke up with her suddenly without warning. And it seems so impossible because 
as a woman, we, you might not do that. You might want to try and work things out, but just like you say, a lot of men will react and they're unhappy. And so they make a decision, they work it out later. Have you found that as well with women who say that the man just broke up or left suddenly without warning? Yes. And for any women who have experienced this or are currently experienced this, or even if it's not about a breakup, if your guy just comes home and says, oh, you know what? I'm going to go buy a motorcycle or, or whatever it may be. And Helena, you taught me this years ago. You accept his no and you just go, okay. You're not saying like, okay, like that's a great idea. <laughs> but mm. you're saying, okay, I accept what you want to do. And you're not struggling with him on that issue. And I remember at one time in my life when the artist, everyone who follows me knows that I was with this man, the artist who love bombed me and just swept me off my feet and then just dropped me like I was hot about six months later. Um, when he came over to break up with me, I said, okay. And he got angry and said, that's it. That's it. That's how little you love me. You know, like I'm supposed to argue with him and prove to him how much I love him. So ladies, I'm telling you, when you accept a man's no, when he responds this way, there's a good chance he's going to come back. If you stand firm in that, you know, I, I accept what you're saying. I accept and respect that this is right for you. I will miss you. I love you. Or I don't think it's a good idea to spend that money on that motorcycle, but I'm, I'm hearing you and just be present with him instead of struggling and engaging with him. Absolutely. Or trying to convince him that you belong together or do anything that would indicate that you want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you. I think standing firm in your power in those moments is really attractive, actually, even to a man who thought he wanted to break up uh -huh. with you. So that's really important. So what is that fifth difference between the masculine and feminine energy partners that you wanted to share? Right. And just to add on to what you said a second ago, they always come back. Yes, they, they do. Always... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number five, this one is really funny to me. It's a real litmus test to understanding how different men and women are. And so ladies, let me ask you all, do you want to dig a ditch on the side of the highway or do you want to build a bridge or help reconstruct a bridge? So there may be some of you who like a good day's hard work on the side of the highway while cars are speeding by going 90 miles an hour, but I don't want to do that. And if you answered no as well, it's because you don't want to be in your masculine energy. You want to be in your feminine energy. Not that you can't dig a ditch or build a bridge or, you know, solve some of these problems that require manual labor. Let me tell you, I can garden like nobody's business. I can mm -hmm. dig and, and do things and move bricks and stones that really blows my husband's mind. But some of these careers that are really scary and frightening to me. I see men doing them all the time. And there's a reason for this. Men can tolerate that sort of environment better than women can. Um, men that work in the machinery or factories where the noise is deafening inside, their brains are able to filter it differently than a woman's can. And also a woman just has a different idea a different feeling in her body about what she wants to do with her career. It usually involves a much bigger picture, but to a man, if he's building a bridge or helping an assembly line for automotives, he is also 
building a bigger picture for the world. It's just two completely different ways how it's done. That is so interesting, Adrian. I know a lot of women out there who are wildly successful in their careers actually coming from their feminine energy. I know personally, I love to create things like this and collaborate and put new ideas out there into the world. It's just one of my favorite things in the world to do. I actually love working and being in that mode. And I can do that coming from my feminine energy a lot of times. The desire in me to put something out there or to do some collaboration is my feminine energy. And then my masculine energy puts it into play, but that sounds much better to me than doing some kind of manual labor. Although I'm sure there are women out there who could be amazing at that too, just like you said. But the question is what sounds better to you? That could be a good litmus test, like you said, to whether or not you'd prefer to be the masculine or feminine energy partner in a relationship. So that was great. Is there anything else you want to say on that one? Or should we move into that bonus tip that we wanted to share? I would love to move into our bonus tip because a little bit of my story that I'd like to share involves commenting on this very subject. Men rarely do things that don't feel good to them. If they do things that don't feel good to them, there is a payoff. There is a reward of some sort. And I think we all work a little bit on that that level, that way of thinking and being. But men, I've noticed, will groan about the things they don't want to do. They will groan about it. They will make a comment as if they are teenagers and you're having to drag a teenage boy out for a full day of shopping. You know, they'll really groan about the situation. Whereas I've noticed women will grit their teeth, sometimes even be the cheerleader to help others in their situation. If they're uncomfortable or unhappy, or you have to endure some uncomfortable experience together, a woman will be like, you know what, we're going to get through this. And a man can be that way too. But I found in the tinier nuanced things of life that aren't life or death, the man will moan about it. So I just encourage everyone to experiment with this a bit. And when you are uncomfortable, when you're having to do something uncomfortable, a long drive, sit in the hot sun, be on hold for 20 minutes, whatever it may be, I want you to allow yourself to find what you're feeling in your body and groan about it. You can also be thankful for what you do have in the moment, but also experience that other side. And when you can express it and you can name it, you get a little relief instead of having to always hold it together and hold it in really tightly. You'll feel a little more relaxed about that. I love that one. I actually didn't know you were going to share that. I feel like I'm actually very good at expressing when something doesn't feel good. I hate being on hold. I'm so impatient. I hate waiting for things and I'll express it more to myself. I won't complain about it to another person often unless my husband's sitting right there and (laughs) we always laugh about how impatient I can be sometimes, but it feels good to be able to express that and not just paste a smile on your face and pretend everything's fine, right? Absolutely. And there was an example that you had shared with me earlier. I was hoping maybe you could share it now. Absolutely. I know there's kind of that stereotypical thing where when a woman feels upset about something or triggered, often she just wants someone to listen and be there for her or maybe sit with her and console her if she's crying, where men typically just want to fix it, right? They want to jump into action and try to fix the problem 
especially if they care about you and they don't want you to be hurt or in pain or whatever's going on with you. And personally, I never really understood that until very recently. I don't know about you, Adrian, but I used to love it if a guy wanted to help me solve a problem or give me advice or jump into fix it mode or trying to find a solution. But lately, I've actually understood that a lot more where if I'm scared about something or upset, it really feels good just to have my husband sit. If I'm crying, have him give me a hug, have him be there for me for a little while before jumping into action or going into solution mode. What are your thoughts on that? You know, there's so many things I can say about this because it's just so true again on so many levels. And one of the things that I hear often is about a man who loses his job. I've heard about this several times in my career where the guy's lost his job and he gets really depressed and he gets really down and the woman will begin to redo his resume. Mm. She will look for jobs for him. She will help him until she can't take it anymore And then communicating becomes about looking for a fight. (laughs) You know, it becomes about getting into an argument. And I just think when men are just in that shutdown mode and they're, they're feeling something and they're not able to take that action, whatever's happening to them in that moment, one of the best things you can say to him is, I trust you're going to figure this out. And then at the end of the day, if he cannot figure it out, if he cannot figure out how to get a job, how to solve a problem, and this is a bigger issue, it's like a life or death issue or about your well-being, it's an important boundary, that is when you do want to get into your masculine energy and you want to take charge of the situation and make sure you and your family are taken care of. So I want everyone to understand there is a time and a place for you to get into that masculine energy. And there's also this place of feminine energy that you can be in your relationship with the man. But there's really no specific time that you should or shouldn't be in your masculine or feminine energy. It's really about finding how you feel, communicating clearly, and being assertive, using I feel statements instead of blaming your partner. This goes a long way in creating a happy, healthy relationship. That is so true. So this can be a really fluid thing. Sometimes it might feel good to step into your masculine energy a little bit, but in relationships, especially if you're with a masculine energy man, if you can come from your feminine energy, most of the time, you will feel him just want to come closer to you. And it really deepens the connection and intimacy in the relationship. I know you mentioned feeling statements and expressing yourself coming from that feminine energy place. And I also know you have an ebook called 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. I can include a link to that and your other courses as well in the description or episode details. Is there anything you want to say about that? Yeah, I think 500 Ways to Talk to a Man It is a great prerequisite to learning feminine energy. And it also comes with a two-day video class. It's a wonderful way to just dive into finding what you feel in your feminine energy body and learning the difference between what that masculine energy action feels like in your relationship versus your feminine energy receiving. Perfect. So I know so many ladies have checked out your ebook and absolutely love it. I hear from women every week who say that they've read 500 ways and it's just absolutely changed everything for them in their relationship or if they're single and dating. I know that can help you start communicating 
from a feminine energy place with all men out there in the world. So that is great. I'll include that in the description. I can also include the courses that we've done together as well, the Dating Unzip Collection. And I highly recommend that everyone go check out Adrian's podcast. It's called This Podcast is for Women. That's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and probably anywhere where you listen to podcasts, right? Absolutely. Well, this was great, Adrian. I always have so much fun recording these episodes with you. Is there any last words of wisdom you want to share today before we close out? Yeah, I just, I think if there's just two words that really, for me, can help me understand masculine and feminine energy and help me understand my husband better, help me understand men better. And that is the word tenacity. When you want to think men and masculine energy, you really want to see them as very determined and steadfast and things like that. And when you think feminine energy, you want to think flexibility. You want to think being able to go with the flow and receive. So we're just two different types of energies. And again, having this work in your relationship and balance in your relationship makes all the difference. I love that. I've never heard anyone describe it that way before. Tenacity and flexibility. And again, we all have both masculine and feminine energy inside of us. I'm sure all of us out there can be very tenacious and going after our dreams and what we want in life. But that tends to push men away if you have a tendency to go after them and try to make things happen and win them over. So coming from your feminine energy in your love life just pulls the right man in and makes him want to come closer and closer to you. So this was great, Adrian. I hope you want to do so many more episodes like this. I always have so much fun talking with you. You as well. Thank you for having me on your show. I look forward to the next one. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.